The Not Most People podcast is for those who despise mediocrity, reject the status quo, and challenge conventional wisdom. Join host Bradley Roth and discover what separates the winners, outliers, and standouts from most people. Hello, everyone. This is Bradley here, and welcome back to another episode of the Not Most People podcast, the podcast for those allergic to mediocrity, groupthink, and following the status quo. Uh, It's basically for those who refuse to think, act, and live a normal average life. So thanks for joining in. Uh, Real quickly, before I get going, I just want to say if you really get value out of this uh, episode, if you enjoy it, I would just ask that you share it, tell a friend. It's still very new, and we're trying to get things off the ground, so any help in spreading that word is hugely, hugely appreciated. So just want to say that up front. There's no sponsors, no ads, nothing like that. So just asking right now that you could share it if you find value, okay? So I'm going to jump right into it today, and I'm going to be talking about three lies or three beliefs that most people have that keep them from getting started and not just getting started, but finishing. And I'm talking about big picture things. We all have those things that we want to do. We want to accomplish goals that we have, things we want to do in life, dreams we want to pursue. But there's only a very small percentage of people that, you know, not only just complete those actions, but even take the initial steps forward towards completing them. There's a very small percentage that finish or continue once, let's say you've gotten that first step and let's say you do get started, right? You're one of that small percentage that gets started. Why is it that even a smaller percentage of those people actually follow through or finish what they started? So we're going to get a little bit into that with the three most common beliefs in my opinion are that hold people back. Now you could talk about all these external circumstances and those sort of things, but that's stuff that we're not really in control of. In terms of what we're in control of, things that control our destiny, generally it comes down to beliefs. We have beliefs that are held about ourselves, about the world, about the way things are, and those beliefs shape our actions. So I'm going to talk about the three biggest ones that tend to hold us back, uh, hold most people back, and how we can kind of shift those to you know, more empowering beliefs that are actually going to help us to get started and move forward. So I felt that like this was also an appropriate topic because this podcast for me is brand new. Something I thought about for a while, but didn't necessarily take action on right away. And so I'm going to relate me starting this podcast to these three points. So hopefully that'll give you some kind of concrete examples of what I'm talking about. So here we go. Belief number one, and this is probably the biggest one that holds people back. And this is the belief that it's not okay to be bad at something, even when you're starting out. You might think like, oh, that sounds kind of silly. I don't really believe that. But I would imagine that most of us are afraid of looking bad or looking like a beginner when it comes to that thing we want to start. So let's say For example, you want to start a podcast like this. You want to start a blog. You want to start a business. You want to pick up a new hobby or sport or fitness routine. But, you know, you're afraid of walking into the gym out of shape. You're afraid of 
starting a business and having it fail or people saying no to you or starting a blog and nobody reading it or your blog sucks, you know, there's a million different thoughts like that that run through our heads. If we're afraid to look like a beginner, we're probably never going to get started, right? Now, where does that belief come from? I think a couple main sources. It comes from a lot of things, but I'm going to narrow it down to two that you can easily digest and take away. So the first is that we are ingrained with the sphere of failure growing up, both from our parents, you know, if we mess up on something, but especially in the school system. Think about it. If you are in school, you want to get that A. Everyone wants that A. And what does that mean to get an A? An A means that you did everything right, that you didn't screw up or mess up anything or hardly anything. And so we're taught that perfection is what we're striving for. But perfection is very hard to find outside of a written test or something like that. So we're taught that if we guess, if we're not fully prepared, if we don't get it all right, that that's bad, right? Think about an F. An F is getting 40% of something wrong. And that's like the end of the world when you're a kid, right? Or you're in high school or whatever. You feel like a failure, and so you learn that it's not okay to take risks. As you, you learn that it's not okay to do things that you're going to mess up on. And that can be useful at times, but a lot of times when it comes to trying new things, it can really hold us back, right? We're, we're taught that that messing up is not cool, and so therefore we shouldn't attempt anything that we're not going to do well at. This is kind of the opposite of what the people who tend to succeed in the long run believe. They know that it's okay to suck at something in the beginning because that's just the way it is. No business is great at the beginning. No athlete is a champion right off the bat. Nobody just wakes up and has a huge social media following. Speaking of social media, that's probably the second major contributor that keeps people from getting started today. We see the highlight reels, we see like everyone's best side on there, and we also see the most of the people who are killing it in some some aspect. The people with the big followings, that's, that's who we kind of latch onto, that's who we follow, that's who we live vicariously through. So we see that and we think, oh my gosh, that's you know what these people are doing, it's not attainable, that's not me, I'll never be like that. And, and so we start to think that we can't achieve that level of success, So we don't even try. Our brain tricks us into thinking that these people, it just kind of happened. We don't see the back end. We don't see the struggles and the hardships and the long process and the hard work that got people to where they're at, where they can post really cool stuff online. Nobody who is good at anything ever starts off great at it. So stop thinking that that's how it's supposed to be. That's the number one thing that holds us back. We think, I'm I'm only going to start that thing if I'm if I know I'm going to look good at it or be good at it. But that's just not the way it is. For example, this podcast right now, it's brand new. So I wouldn't be surprised if I look back in the future at this episode and maybe cringe a little bit at how bad it was according to my future standards. But that's also something that I can't wait to look back on in the future because I'll be able to see how far I've come. That's something that I'm really looking forward to and something that I know will happen if I continue to work at it and improve. So I know right now, you know, this probably isn't a world-class podcast just yet. I'm actually recording this episode for the second time because somehow I lost the recording file the first time through. So that's just an example of like some, you know, something silly that I messed up. 
uh, that cost me a little bit of time, but I'm going to learn from it and move on. So how do you get past this? You realize that life is not like school in many ways. If you get 20% wrong or 50% wrong or even 80% wrong, it's not the end of the world. That's just how it is a lot of times. So basically you need to be okay with sucking at something in the beginning because that means you'll be able to experience a lot of growth and improvement. And the more growth and improvement that you can have, just think of how much greater your story is going to be when you're looking back after you made it. Nobody really celebrates the person who is super gifted and was good at something. They do some, obviously, but it's a way cooler story when you're an underdog, when you come from nothing, when you were really bad at something and you improved immensely. That's what like movies are made about. That's what books are written about. They're not written about the gifted people who just, they were gifted and they did well. Like, What kind of story is that? No one wants to listen to that. They want to hear the story of someone who wasn't good, who overcame a lot, who progressed a lot. So that's a great reframe for that belief. Also practicing what I call, or not what I call, I I stole this from uh, Tony Robbins. It's called Kanai, C-A-N-I, and that is constant and never-ending improvement. If you adopt that mindset at whatever it is you're doing or taking on, you're not going to suck at it for very long. Think about it. You can become an expert or you know, let's say more knowledgeable than 95% of people at any subject just by reading like a couple books about it. It's not that hard to progress really, really fast when you're constantly improving. And then also just remember, we've all heard that quote that every master or expert was once a beginner. It sounds cheesy. You've heard it a million times, but it is so, so true. So that's number one. Be okay with sucking at something in the beginning. Now, Belief number two, which is kind of related to the first one, is that you're ever going to be fully prepared. So people think that they can get over not being good at something if they prepare, prepare, prepare. So preparation can sometimes make up for incompetence or lack of skill or experience in certain areas, but not as much as you'd think. So let's say that you've accepted belief number one, that you're just not going to be good starting out. Okay, cool. That's, you know, that's a big step. Now, the next thing people say in their mind is, well, I'm not quite ready just yet. I think I need to do this and I'll be ready. I need to do that and I'll be ready. I just need to do a couple more things and then I'll be ready to start. And sometimes there's some truth to that, right? But let me ask you, do you ever feel fully ready to jump into that, you know, new thing? Or is it still going to be scary even with all the preparation in the world? The answer is that most likely it's still going to be pretty scary. And like I said, preparation is necessary at times, but it can also be commonly abused as a procrastination justifier. So you have to ask yourself, do you really need to prepare more before taking that very first step? Or are you at least prepared enough to take the very first step into the unknown? Be honest with yourself here. Most of us want to prepare for every future step before we take even one step forward. And it's just not realistic because by the time we've even prepared for those future steps that we're imagining, the game has probably changed. Methods changed, circumstances changed. You can't prepare for something very far out. So you can only prepare for the very next step and then take that next step. And then you get to that next step, you say, okay, maybe I got to prepare a little bit more. 
prepare and then take that next step. Don't try to prepare for the next 10 steps. It's just, it's not realistic. It's not going to work that way. So you, you really just have to eventually jump in and do it. That's where the real progress is made. So I'll give you an example of CrossFit. I was a CrossFit coach for about five years and I would constantly hear all these people say, oh yeah, like that sounds great. I'm going to do CrossFit, but I have to get in shape to do it first. And then no matter what they did to prepare, they weren't prepared because the best way to prepare for something is by doing it on some level. So you can't prepare for something by doing something else. I can't get better at podcasting by reading about how to get better at podcasting. I can only get better by actually doing it. Make sense? So this might sound a little counterintuitive, but that's the truth. You just have to step up and kind of realize that you get better by doing, not by learning about. So there's a balance to that. Obviously, you got to learn a little bit, you know, as you do things and then apply that knowledge. But I know for me, I've struggled big time with this in many areas. I love to overthink. I love to overprepare. But I realized at a certain point that it's really just kind of my subconscious trying to hold me back from potential failure or from feeling discomfort. So if I'm being honest, I, I probably could have launched this podcast a bit sooner and gotten pretty similar results. But there were certain things that I wanted to make sure were just right uh, that probably slowed me down a little bit or maybe you know might cost me a little bit in the short or the long term. So that's why I'm trying to work on taking those little uncomfortable steps. Because when you take that little uncomfortable step and you know you do all right, things go well, you build a little bit of confidence. And you say, okay, that step wasn't so bad. Let me take another little step. And it compounds. And then pretty soon, you know, before you know it, you're taking bigger and bigger steps and you're feeling more and more comfortable about it. So the takeaway here is to take only as much preparation as you need for that very next step. That's what people who are getting the results that you want are doing. They move forward constantly. If they need to prepare and take a step back, they do it and then they move forward. There's this term that I've heard before. I can't remember where I heard it, but it's called rough draft moves. And I really love this because it basically means making moves before everything is fully figured out and then revising along the way. Just like you would write a rough draft of a paper or you make a rough draft of a drawing or a website or whatever. And then you can always revise and improve along the way. And that's, I think, the mentality that more people need when it comes to taking these kind of bigger leaps into new things that you're pursuing. So make rough draft moves, take little steps forward, however small, and those steps, they will get bigger and bigger over time. So those both have to do with getting started. Now, the third belief that I'm going to talk about is more about once you're into that new thing, once you've gotten started. Okay. So you've, so you've taken that first big step, you've got a little bit of momentum, but how many people have you heard from, or maybe you can relate to this yourself, that you've started that new thing, you started that new fitness routine, you started a new business, you started a new habit that you think is going to get you to where you want to go. But then you quickly realize that whatever it is that you started and gotten into, it's not all that you thought it would be. I'm guessing most of you guys can relate to this feeling. So we start something new and we quickly realize that there's a whole lot more to it that we didn't anticipate. So how many times have you yourself or someone you know started something, you were really excited in the beginning, and then you're a month in, three months in, six months in, 
and you hear the same old story. You hear, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Some unexpected obstacle popped up, uh, or we come up with some other excuse or justification as to why it wasn't, it wasn't really for us, right? We kind of tell ourselves that little white lie sometimes because it got really hard, and so we, we backed out. Now, I've done this, and I know many of you guys out there have too. We tend to justify it whenever we pursue something because it lessens the pain. As humans, we are amazing at justifying these things and lessening pain for ourselves. So don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, and, and the opposite, on the flip side of that, sometimes it's not meant to be uh, whatever it is that we did, or we truly should quit while we're ahead, or you know, take that learning experience and move on. But oftentimes, that's not the case. For example, we're all taught that when we follow our passion, right, quote unquote, we'll never work another day in our lives. Now, I think there's some truth to that, but I think the main message of that has gotten twisted. And so what I mean is that when you hear that, that doesn't mean that every minute we spend pursuing our goals is going to be enjoyable. In fact, if you're pursuing something really big, something really important, chances are you're probably not going to love like 90% of it in most cases. Let's look at uh, professional or Olympic athletes, for example. They're obviously very passionate about what they're pursuing. They love competing. And, you know, a lot of times in certain sports, you get rewarded pretty, uh, pretty generously for your you know, results. But think about, let's, let's use uh, Olympic athletes as an example. They compete like once every four years. Now, that's not all they compete, but that's what they're training for. But what about the other like 98% of it? Do you think they love getting up early every morning to train? Do you think they love working out when they're sore, feeling beat up? when it's freezing or it's hot out, uh, you know, do you think they love eating clean 24 seven and not having those cheap meals or those drinks? Do you think they love not having a social life? A lot of the times, do you think they love gritting it out through injuries or rehabbing? (laughs) No, I'd, you know, I'd say probably not, right? Most of them don't like those things, but they do it anyways, because the payoff is always worth more to them than all the stuff that they have to go through to get there. Now, I'll give you one more example. Let's take a famous actor, right? This one might not be as obvious on the front. You might say, oh, man, acting? Like, what's wrong with that? That sounds that sounds awesome. Now, I'm sure most of these actors, they love acting. They get, you know, if you're, if you're good at it, you get paid very well. But do you think they love all of the required media appearances, interviews, uh, dealing with the paparazzi, losing or gaining weight for roles, filming in terrible conditions? getting their hair and makeup done constantly, being away from their friends and families for a long time when they're filming? I would say probably not. But at the end of the day, the reward for them is worth it. And that little bit where they get to be on camera, you know, in character doing their thing is worth it also. So they don't love the majority of it probably, and they're never going to. And that's how a lot of things are in life. And once you kind of like learn that and accept it, then like when the, you know, those hard times come through or those unexpected things show up, you're like, okay, cool. This is part of the game. I'm going to move through this and, you know, keep going. So it's the unfun or the difficult time that's going to outweigh the enjoyable parts of pursuing your goals. Now that might not be the case. You might love almost every aspect of what you do and that's awesome. But 
in terms of what holds people back or, you know, what causes them to quit when they've started something new, a lot of times it's this. So it's something that the earlier you realize it, the better. Most people learn it the hard way or they, they never fully learn it and it derails the forward momentum that they have made. So don't let that be you. Decide beforehand that all the hard parts are going to be worth it and that, you know, it's okay. This comes uh, as part of the game. So most people have these expectations that, you know, it's going to be sunshine and rainbows if they follow their passion, but it's just not how it is. The people who ultimately make it in the end are the ones who say, okay, I know there's going to be some things that I really don't want to do, but they must get done no matter what. Not pushing through them is just simply not an option. And I know I'm kind of like really, uh, pounding in this point, but it's super, super important because most people take forever to learn it or they never really learn it. And then they always wonder why, why did I quit this? Why can't I seem to finish what I started? And this is often the case, you know, this is why. So realize that people who claim that they love what they do, they're not lying to you. They do probably love it, but they also don't love every second that comes with it. And if you can realize that and know that you're not going to enjoy every aspect of pursuing something, even your passion, you're already one step ahead of most people. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be all doom and gloom. You're going to hate it all the time. But just know that when you see, I'll I'll use an example I see all the time. People watch, you know, let's say uh, women watch HGTV and they all say, oh man, I want to be Joanna Gaines. I want to be an interior designer, decorator, flip houses. And then You know, they're seeing the very exciting parts of that, the polished parts that make it onto TV. They're not seeing the behind the scenes, the setbacks. They they try and show a little bit of that, right? But like, you're not really getting the full picture. You're not seeing how hard it is, how many unexpected obstacles come up, how many not fun things need to be done. So like, that's an example, right? And then people will jump into that and say, oh, you know, I'm going to flip houses. I'm going to be a designer. And then they realize it's not all uh, it's not all just kind of picking out the right pillows and carpets and stuff like that. So uh, I, I know, excuse the example if uh, that sounds kind of ridiculous to you, but hopefully that'll make sense. But basically, you have to decide that even if you hate 90% of what comes with it, that the 10% of it that you enjoy or the end goal is going to be worth it, whatever you're doing, whatever new thing you're pursuing. So those are the three beliefs. I'll summarize them real quick. False belief number one was that it's not okay to be bad at things, even as a beginner. Now, the truth or the reframe of that is that you need to be okay with being bad at something when you're starting because you can only start at the beginning. Practice can I, constant and never-ending improvement, and focus on making progress and you're going to improve quickly. False belief number two, that you're ever going to feel fully prepared for what it is you're about to do or start. Now the truth or the reframe is is to know that more preparation while sometimes necessary can often be an excuse or a natural procrastination. So practice making those rough draft moves, start off small and build bigger and bigger and bigger. And pretty soon you'll be making big moves all the time. Now, number three, let's say you've already gotten past those first two, you've gotten started on that new thing and 
you're you think you're supposed to enjoy everything that comes with pursuing that thing and then all of a sudden you're kind of like oh man I didn't I didn't know I was going to have to do all this right the truth or the reframe to that is realize that there's going to be parts of it that you aren't going to enjoy but it's going to be worth it focus on the angle focus on the parts that you do love and use that to leverage yourself to get past the not so fun parts so that's it guys those are the three main beliefs that hold people back from starting and finishing things. And I know I say things a lot, adapt that, you know, fill in the blank with whatever it is in your life that you want to start or finish. Okay. So thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me grow the show. Like I said in the beginning, share it with a friend, leave us a review on iTunes, give us a follow on Instagram at not most people. Uh, you know, any bit of support is hugely appreciated right now, especially as the show is still new and we are still getting the word out. So that's it. Thanks for listening. And remember, as always, don't be most people.